Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started. Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, where we are elevating your sobriety and we are empowering your recovery. That is what we're doing. It's exactly what we're doing. And today we're going we're gonna to take on anxiety and fear in your sobriety. Definitely, yes. And I'm Kevin Thull here. And who are you again? I'm Jim Paconin here. And um, this is a rough and wild episode as we get started, probably for the sixth time, but we're going to keep this one rolling. Welcome to our podcast. If you are in recovery, if you are thinking about recovery, if you are solid in your recovery, or maybe even if you're questionable in your recovery, this is the place for you. As we talk about anxiety and fear, do you want to talk about, do you want to start with anxiety or would you like to start with fear? Yeah, we can start with anxiety. So what is anxiety? As you think about anxiety, as it relates to your sobriety, Kevin, what is the first thing that comes to mind? I think it's constantly worrying or wondering if you're going to relapse. That is one of the biggest things. And by doing that, where are you living? Uh, we're definitely not living in the present moment. We're living in the future. Or living in the past. Yeah, definitely. Because what is relapse? Uh, I mean, it's going back to the old behaviors. Right. And oftentimes, until you have actually relearned new behaviors, the chances of you going back to your old behaviors are very high. I think that's where the fear comes in. Because yeah, it's at some level... However you dealt with life before you got clean, if you have not healed all of that caca that actually had you go into your addiction, relapse is a pretty high percentage. Yeah, I think a lot of times we we think of relapse as like what triggered me to relapse, what's this, what's that. But I think a lot of times it is because we just end up back in our old behaviors. If, if you think about your old problems, using was the solution to your old problems. It is what you did to numb yourself as opposed to almost, and I'm, I'm going to sound kind of harsh here, but almost facing up to the thoughts you're having and actually processing those thoughts through as opposed to just numbing yourself. I think for me, I remember early on in, in recovery, the anxiety of worrying, like, you know, am I going to make it? What's going to happen? Or what happens if I do relapse? Just the, the constant loop in my brain and just constant worry. And I, I think there is a little bit of, a little bit of that's actually healthy because, you know, we want to make sure that we remember where we were and what could happen if we do relapse, et cetera. But I think as you develop and as you, you know, your sobriety gets elevated and your, your recovery becomes more empowered, which is what we're doing you know, here on this podcast. It makes you be more comfortable where you're at. Yeah. It makes you, makes you to like, you know, be more secure in your sobriety. And also, I think one of the biggest things that helped me in my early anxiety was to just remember where I'm at right now and what right. I'm doing right now. 
And if the moment that you remember where you're at right now and what you're doing right now, it brings you back into the present. And when we're in the present, you have an opportunity for handling these thoughts and handling these emotions that arise in a completely new and empowering way. When you do that, relapse is something that's there, but it's this little thing that sits in the corner of your mind. And since you are not feeding it, with any of your energy, it just gets smaller and smaller until it doesn't. There's a healthy level of fear and, and, and an unhealthy level of fear. And I think that always having it, I, I'm constantly remembering what could happen if I use again, if I drink again, if I gamble again, if I use my drug, you know, one of my many drugs of choice again. Just and once. <laughs> one time. And it starts that whole thing over again. As like you said, I've, I feed the good things in my life that fear does get smaller and smaller and smaller, but it's all, I'm always going to have to, re, I always need to remember what could happen. Here's one of the things as you're reflecting on what could happen, that's what I would call an imagined fear. Because if you are sober today and you know you are sober today and you are committed to empowering your recovery you can still see that fear down there. And I like what you said before, because it, it, it literally kind of keeps you on your toes with your sobriety. And when we're on our toes with our sobriety, we cannot let that darkness in to where it took us while we were in our addiction. The key for me in sobriety is what you hear over and over and over again, the biggest buzzword there is, which is one day at a time. And I can remember early on thinking, oh, my God, they're saying that again. Like, what the heck does that even mean? Like, shut the up. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. And now I found that so many of those sayings that I heard, I end up in the one saying. But one day at a time is a way that we remember what's happening right now. Again, we stay in the present moment, which is the key to, to this. Yes. And it's really hard to start to get anxious about things, whether they happen in the past or in the future, if you're living one day at a time. And if you're not getting anxious about things, the fear you see is a created fear. It's not an actual fear. We can live with created fears because the longer you're in sobriety, the clearer you get in your mind and the more you're going to see that most of your fears are created. And I'm going to go back to Earl Nightingale because Earl Nightingale said 92% of the things that you worry about will never happen which means for most people of the things that you fear, only 8% of them are actually going to happen. Yeah, I have the, the best example, I think, for early sobriety in that is my fear was what are people going to think when I don't order a drink? And you talk about the 92%. I've learned that 99.9% .9 of people don't even care that you don't drink. Right. And, and typically I think, the people that do care are probably people that are a lot like us and, and maybe need to be worried about getting sober as well. It's funny you mentioned that because those are the people that want you to drink with them to prove that they're okay. And somehow it's, it's this weird logic that, okay, you've been in recovery two years and I guess you can handle one. So if you have one with them, they don't really have a problem which is kind of messed up because your commitment is zero drinks. And I'm sure with some of those people, like it's, it's, it's not my place to tell them whether they drink or not. That's their choice. I remember when I was active in addiction, I was that guy. I was the guy that was like, come on, you can have just one, can't you? 
Nope. And you fast forward to, to my life and you roll that tape through and you see where I ended up in treatment and, and really almost destroying my life and every relationship that I have around me. I although think that some you, of those fears. Although you also ended up in treatment and you chose to rebuild your life and you literally chose to take the high godly road that you literally have the most incredible life now, even in the face of that old behavior. And I apologize for interrupting you, but it's like recovery was the day you stepped into your recovery was the day you literally chose God, you chose yourself, you chose your family, you chose your daughter. And as a result, your life is literally amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's a totally new life, a totally different life, a better life than I ever would have imagined or dreamed. So today, my fears are a lot different than they were my first day in recovery. I used to worry so much what other people thought, what was, what was going through everybody else's head and all of these different things. And as I've, I've deepened my sobriety and, and really deepened my recovery and my walk you know, in this, this journey of recovery, I don't really care so much what other people think. But even beyond all that, most other people don't really even think about me or what I'm doing. It was right. it was such a, a a thing, like you said, that Earl Nightingale said, we worry about all of these things that don't ever happen. I remember, I'll tell a specific story, actually. So my first work event, I avoided, and, and I will say this, that for the first, you know, almost six months of my sobriety, I avoided these things. A lot of it was out of fear. Again, I don't think it was necessarily a bad fear, but fear of maybe I would mess up or fear of what someone would say, but my first work event and the bartender or server came around and I was with a group of people that I used to party with. Now I was pretty outspoken and I had a pretty public problem with my using. So whenever it came to me and I was like, I'll take a diet Coke. And I was just like paused waiting. I like, I looked around and I thought, Oh, here comes the reaction. And you know what happened? They went to the next person and he said, I'll take a whatever. And the next person I'll take a whatever. And then I drank my back Coke and I kept waiting and waiting. And then the whole night I was like, who's going to come up to me? And then it went from me like almost, I went from like worried what people are going to say. Then I was almost like, wait, nobody's even noticed I'm not drinking. Wait a second. Hey, then I almost wanted them to notice, you know? They, so yeah, right. was, they uh, don't care. Hold on, hold on. Give me some acknowledgement <laughs> here. I'm, I'm the good guy now. I see it in, in my life that a lot of those fears and a lot of that anxiety are completely made up and completely not true. So how, what do we do to, to overcome it? So some, some practical things that I do is what you said earlier, Jim, I try to get in the present moment, whether that's just sitting down, closing my eyes, taking one deep breath, just looking around at my surroundings, whatever it is, I, I really try to ground myself and know, okay, right now at this moment, what's happening. I also try to think of things I'm grateful for list three or four things that I'm grateful for. And all of a sudden that fear and that anxiety starts to go away. It just and melts. It disappears. It or I and, call somebody else in my, in my sobriety network and I call them and I talk to them. And all of a sudden I went from this anxious mess who could barely even string a sentence together to peace. And we've had conversations where that's happened, Jim, with, with me, where I've called you right. and by the end, I'm like, Oh, I can breathe again. I, I'm back to normal. <sighs> And one of the things I want to touch on that about a little bit, because because do you notice how the fear, it slowly creeps in and it slowly creeps in and it's it's never an intentional thing. But it, as it's creeping in, it's growing and growing and growing. Yet the moment and for everybody listening out there, the moment you actually have an external conversation it is as if the fear shrinks back and shrinks back until there is no fear at all. 
Yeah, it's, it, it removes the fear completely. Yeah, the fear is gone. The fear disappears. And here's one of the things that I know is that if you are listening to this and you experience fear on a regular basis, do what Kevin said. Stop. Take a deep breath. Literally notice the air coming in and out of your lungs. Look around and see something that you didn't notice before and focus on it. It may be the beauty of a scene outside. It may be the fact that you hear your breath and you can feel your heart calming down. The minute you do that, you will return to the present. And when you're in the present, the anxiety will disappear. You created that anxiety. You can also create the space where that anxiety melts away and you return back to solid sobriety. That's the perfect example of what works for me. Living, living the principle of one day at a time, is it's not just some buzzword from 12-step meetings and all that. I mean, it, it is that, and it's sometimes an annoying buzzword. I'll agree with that. But truly just realizing that I can only control what I can control, which is today and right now. And what's going to happen tomorrow? Worrying about it isn't going to change it. What happened in the past there's no time machine invented yet. It probably would be cool if there was, but I don't anticipate that happening anytime soon. Right. And I think being right now in the moment and realizing what's happening now, it will make the, the fear and the anxiety melt away. It's, it's very powerful and it's simple. It's not super complicated. And I think all of really early in, sobri in sobriety, I would worry about everything. And I think that's normal because like you said, I never dealt with any problems. I would just numb them with my drug of choice, with alcohol, whatever. Nope. And so starting to feel real feelings, it does, and it does cause a little bit of fear. So you have to just get through that. And I'll bring up one more little buzzword that I used to hate that now I love, and that's this too shall pass. And those feelings that come in and that fear and that anxiety that come in, it will pass. You just have to stay, you know, keep doing the right, the next right thing and keep, keep taking those deep breaths, keep living in the moment. And those things will pass. And then all of a sudden you'll look back. Like if I look back on yesterday, the progress I made isn't that much. But if I look back to two years ago and two plus years ago, when my first day when I was sober to now, it's all huge, huge, huge progress. I love that. Yeah, because the progress happens incrementally, oftentimes so small you can't see it. But like you said, right, I literally think our recovery lives in the rear view of our being. Because when we look up and we see what we used to do in the rear view mirror, how it used to be, how we used to deal with things, and then how you are dealing with things right now, where your successes are, that is where our sobriety gets so elevated and our recovery is empowered. Now we get the giggles again. You've been listening to Sobriety Elevated. You're here with your co-hosts, Kevin Thole and Jim Piconin. And we are so happy that you are listening. If you like us, subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. And we look forward to seeing you in future episodes. We will see you guys soon. Okay. Have a great one.